0: Hey everybody, welcome to Mind Rise. I am your host, Ian Philo. This podcast is designed to help find solutions to everyday mental blocks. Its goal is to provide you with the tools to rise and break through your own barriers. In the game of life, we can be our own worst enemies. I created this podcast in response to my own battles with my mind. Instead of sinking further down, join me to commit to a more positive perception of ourselves and those around us. Hello, everyone. I have yet another new guest with me, my old friend from college, Alex. Go ahead and introduce yourself if you like. Say hi to everyone.
1: Hello, I'm Alex. Yes,
0: so today is actually an interesting topic. This is a very interesting thing to talk about, and it's kind of relevant to today and many more times in the future to come. Today we'll be talking about artificial intelligence and the implications of that and what the future of AI will look like. So Alex kind of has a few things that he's going to start with, so we can kind of get into this. So go ahead. What's your first point that you want to kind of introduce people to? I know you wanted to define AI.
1: Yeah, so a lot of people believe that AI is the, the vision of what Terminator is. Right, um, like Skynet. Yeah, Skynet and a bunch of robots coming to attack us. Uh, albeit maybe a little bit true, but not yet. Um, We have a few years on that. Uh, But what artificial intelligence actually is, is the, it's artificial intelligence. It is intelligence that is like almost uh, fabricated. Um, Basically, it is the simple process of doing a task by itself. Um, So There's actually a lot of artificial intelligence around us today. Uh, Simple things like... Like robotics? Yeah. Warehouse stuff? Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's like Amazon almost entirely on AI uh, networks. Um, And there are uh, artificial intelligence that we use today um, every single day. And you use it on your phone and off your phone. It's a small thing called Google.
0: Right, so... Okay, so that's interesting because I initially thought my definition of artificial intelligence, what you were mentioning Mm -hmm. earlier, it was kind of linked to uh, these sentinel things that could have Mm -hmm. a consciousness and, like, think for themselves and act. Sort of like Terminator Mm -hmm. or X Machina.
1: Well, I mean, look at uh, YouTube, for example. Uh, When you look up a video you almost don't don't need the play or the subscribe button because it knows yeah yeah. the algorithm is an ai it is an ai that learns what you like and what you dislike um it knows exactly what you want to see and how long you want to see it for that's why you get those 10 minute intervals because the algorithm is looking and noticing that people will they have the attention span for about 10 minutes for a video Um, if they're very interested in it, if they're not, you might have to go down to a two minute video. It might need to be really fast paced and, uh, punch as much information as possible. Um, podcasts are a little bit different. It's actually kind of cool because they're not influenced by AI as much. They're more influenced by views. Um, I like
0: how they're independent and I like how there's not really what I've noticed, uh, like a sweet spot in regards to duration mm-hmm. or length, like Joe Rogan experiences <laughs> literally episodes that are three hours. Yeah. Yeah. And, or you have episodes, like I'm trying to keep my episodes around like the 30 minute interval. So it all depends, I guess on people's, um, link and, and their interest in it and mm-hmm. their engagement. But that's what I like about the platform is that you're not like married to, a uh, sort of a sweet spot in regards to length. Yeah. Yeah. and the AIs can just get the heck out until they take over completely, and then that will just be sad.
1: Yeah, uh, a lot of AI is actually um, small things uh, that we use. Uh, one example that it kind of blew my mind is uh, a there's an AI in there's only one AI in original Minecraft. I don't know about now, and I know I'm bringing up Minecraft. It's a little bit silly, but. Um, It's one of the simplest AIs, and that is actually the water. You would think it would be the monsters in Minecraft that have AI. It's actually the water that has AI. um, Because it has to decide whether to go down, to go left, or to uh, spread out. So there's actually an AI system learning as it goes down on how to divide itself. It's a very simple AI, but it's still an AI. So there's like an
0: insane amount of levels to this thing. Yeah. It's not... It's not as as simplistic as the general public think it is. It's literally yeah. everywhere.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it, it's we already are using AI today. Everybody is using AI. Um, it's the idea that uh, the the Terminator idea of um, what we would call a perfect AI. A perfect AI is something that has uh, ultimate intelligence. It is It knows everything about anything in the world al- already. Um and this can be like there there's nothing that really is close to that except for kind of Google and YouTube itself, uh, because that is the largest database of unique information that a artificial intelligence can pull from. So in a weird way, we already are feeding a super perfect AI. Um, it's not there yet. It obviously can't figure out. Um it, it has a lot a lot of troubles with like emotions and like singing and right. making sense. Um I always enjoy mm-hmm. looking up uh artificial intelligence generated items. So like you can look up like a poem generator. There's actually a really funny one called uh in- there's Instagram uh post generator. It's an AI post generator. It makes the weirdest stuff. It's like, "Hello. I would love to inspire you today."
0: Right. today so, is great so here's a question okay so if, if ai it, it seems like it's this very broad overarching term of things that literally is enveloped and manifested in so many things so why is it that we like either people or hollywood likes to focus on artificial intelligence as being like sentient life forms or even aliens or like robotic mechanisms that are human-like like Like why is it that that is the focus and that the stuff around us every day that is being utilized in artificial intelligence technology like why is that overlooked
1: do you think that's part Uh, of like
0: the big overarching plan i don't want to get into like conspiracy (laughs) theories
1: but well, I mean, in a weird way, um, and I don't know if this is answering the question directly, but I think the reason Hollywood loves it, um, like, or exploding that idea of evil AI, is that A, we want it, and B, we're both afraid of it. Um, right. Because it is a possibility, like, it is a very far off possibility, but it's still floating around. Um, I wouldn't worry too much about our future as an AI system, um, like... I, I don't see the Terminator destroying us yet. However, the technology is out there. Um, it is kind of scary because uh, on the Korean border they have turrets that actually have artificially intelligent um, tracking systems for humans, and it will uh, identify a. I believe they were saying it can identify South Korean versus a North Korean up to seven miles away and insta-target fire without a uh, operator. What? Stick some wheels on that, or a drone even, and now you have a flying drone that can detect human faces, races, and names, and fly around and insta-eliminate something. And there's not even an operator. That's what I'm terrified by. And the technology's there, but I don't think it's quite been developed to actually do that yet.
0: Yeah, I imagine the only people that have access to that sort of technology... First would be like the military or something or something or maybe some CEO in a penthouse somewhere. I don't know.
1: Um, there is actually a YouTuber that I follow, uh, and he made. Uh, let me look him up. Really, uh, his name is totally blanking on what it is. He actually uh, he developed an AI that uh, shoots himself he develop uh and all it does is it, it's on a drone and it has an airsoft gun on it and he he created it to detect faces and he whenever uh his face is like in the shot it'll shoot himself
0: wow. it, it, he
1: makes these stupid contraptions that are hilarious that is, uh he's that a really a great little e- terrifying i'm glad it was <laughs> was not lethal
0: <laughs> so what so I, I kind of want to segue into the topic of um, how AI is generally presented in Hollywood and... Michael every, Reeves. Okay, there, that's Michael his name. Reeves. Yeah. Yeah, so how AI is generally presented in Hollywood and the general public to be like this ominous thing that could take over the world and wipe out um, organic life. So how can we view it more as a tool to enhance our lives and less as like, a worldwide threat?
1: Well, I mean, it's helping our lives already. Um, it uh, So it helps us by, uh, I mean, by Google searching. We're able to search up the most relevant result or the most relevant stuff. It helps us cut out some stuff that we might not need. Um, like news, uh, news articles use this so that it can deliver the information you want to see instead of what you don't want to see. Um, Artist can actually use it. And being an artist myself, uh, there's a lot of technology coming out. Like, um, and I know this is kind of a weird one, uh, AI Chan, um, which is, or the waifu, <laughs> waifu maker. Basically, uh, waifu just is like a, it's a cartoon, like girlfriend that weirdos have. Uh, but it's funny because it can actually generate a artistically rendered character. Uniquely every single time and what I'm actually using that tool for is making a board game that will uh, Generate a unique character. So it's like Yu-Gi-Oh or magic where you'll have tons of different cards But instead of uh, you possibly getting the same pack as someone else every single card will always be different Um, So it's really exciting to see that technology come out because you can really personalize a lot of uh, tech with it Um, I would say uh, another big one is uh, facial... Um, uh, facial what it,
0: recognition.
1: Uh, facial recognition, but also... What's the one where they put the faces on people? Uh, like face mapping? Yeah, face mapping, I think. Uh, I, I'm totally forgetting the name. Face. Is that what it's called? Well, I imagine AI
0: is... The more that we've been talking about it, it literally seems like it's integrated in every form of technology that's available on the market right now, which is really interesting because I think it's it's good that we're talking about this because a lot Mm -hmm. of people don't know that it's super available and that we're indulging in it and consuming it on a daily basis. So I think it's important to communicate to people that it's not this foreign thing that we're actually
1: around it every single day yeah. yeah every time you use your phone you're using it um yeah the the face mapping where they can actually project a face of a celebrity onto just any old face and oh yeah make it look like a make it look like the celebrity um there's kind of a terrifying realization to that where we might be we might be having issues of is this legitimate resource because it looks so realistic like if you uh they they did a test um and i wish i had the stats for it but it was something like 70 percent of people humans could not detect whether that was a faked uh faked image or the original image oh Um, wow so like uh obama saying like hello everybody how are you doing versus what he would actually say um and people can't detect whether that's true or not however on the flip side ai is also able to detect that kind of information so when they there's actually a i in the opposite end detecting if there has been faked images or not,
0: oh yeah, well, that kind of goes into the topic of like we're creating something that's so inherently powerful mm-hmm. um there's people that will abuse that, and there's people that will obviously use that for the betterment of mankind, yeah. and then the people that don't do that is can be concerning to a lot of other people around us where they're like, yeah, AI is cool, but I'm also really terrified of self-driving <laughs> autonomous cars because I've seen a lot of movies where the cars just get hacked and mm-hmm. people
1: just die. In a, in a weird way, yeah, that is a truth. Uh, cars can get hacked. Um, yeah. They, they can get hacked today. But the problem is, and this is kind of just an overall security system, um, mm. is that nobody cares about you, uh, usually unless yeah. you're famous then then maybe you might want to worry but like as long as you're not making a scene for yourself or whatever um you you probably don't have to worry about your car getting hacked that is way too much energy time money invested into doing yeah. something that could potentially and very easily get traced back to them right
0: yeah yeah it's like almost like a like a premeditated like hit if people have to go out of their way to yeah. hack your vehicle yeah, potentially. Have yeah, make harm to you.
1: However, with AI technology uh, advancing, uh, we've noticed in Tesla, um, and I've driven a Tesla a few times, and I would say that that's definitely going to be my commuter car. If I don't, if we don't see Tesla as the default commuter car in uh, 10, 20 years from today, um, I'd be surprised because it is the safest vehicle I've ever driven. And when I mean it's the safest vehicle, I was driving uh, down. Um, dead man's curve, and you know how cleveland drivers are they they'll if they gotta be somewhere they'll cut you off and they don't even care because their cars are their cars are so cheap it's like oh whatever i'll just get a new one Right, right um so there was a guy who cut me off and the my tesla actually uh caught it before i noticed the guy cutting he cut off two other people and the tesla slowed down about two seconds three seconds before he cut in front of me i would have never seen him and even though I probably would have been able to get out of the way, the Tesla just made that stress moment very relaxed because it was like, oh, I'm slowing down. There's a car behind me, but it, it's doing the brakes. It'll slow down gently and then it will really slow down. Yeah. I- and I felt so safe in that moment that I was like, oh, wow, I, it, this car is better at driving than I am. And not because I'm a bad driver or a good driver. It's because it knows more on the road and can do more than I can. I think that kind of goes into people
0: getting to the point where they trust the technology in the car more than other people around them, which obviously um, there's a lot of bad drivers in Cleveland. For those of you that don't know, I'm sure there are in other places in the world, but Cleveland seems to be particularly horrible, especially when it rains or snows. But anyways, um, I I think that's just a sacrifice that a lot of consumers are going to have to eventually make. Mm -hmm. They're going to be putting their life in hands of AI technology compared to other people because sometimes there's a lot of user error for Mm -hmm. things and it definitely messes up. I saw a YouTube video not too long ago about someone doing the autonomous driving in the Tesla, the Mm -hmm. self driving, and the Tesla literally almost drove into a concrete barrier. Now whether that was like early stages of the development of the technology Or if that, if there was anything else involved, I mean, that's just always something to consider. I mean, even if we get to the point um, where this AI technology is so advanced, where the possibility of of flaws and failures are almost like slim to none i think there's just always that chance of something horrible happening and that's
1: what we're gonna have to live with i mean I we live with that every day yeah How, I mean, you drive on the road and you might have a drunk driver yeah. i'd rather have a drunk driver being driven by a tesla that might possibly fail like 0.1 percent of the time versus him actually driving and failing 50 percent of the time then that will put uber and lyft out of business I mean, <laughs> would that really be a bad thing?
0: No, I guess not. I mean, I guess there's Uber, a lot of people Uber, Tesla's.
1: Who, like, hey, I'd buy yeah, a there'd Tesla be, there'd to be Uber a cash, people around.
0: There'd be a little <laughs> cash dispenser in the center console you put your money into, and I the think car that's starts the next, moving.
1: If you want to start investing <laughs> in something, that's the next place to invest. Yeah. Invest in autonomous driving for Uber, and you just get like a fleet of five, six uh, Uber cars... I th- send them out and they'll drive people where you want and you you're one person managing five cars not one person managing one car yeah
0: and then i imagine at that point you'd be able to remotely locate where all the vehicles are you could maybe remotely shut them down you can do that now yeah Uh, yeah there's a lot of interesting things that involve that what's yeah what what do we have for the next talking point we kind of went into the benefits and tools of ai talked about a little bit about teslas and the cars yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, so let's let's talk about the the hive mind conspiracy. <laughs> okay. I like so, that
1: word hive uh, mind. Well, in a weird way, um, with the internet, and this is a general internet thing, and this is kind of off the cars, but I guess the cars are going to get integrated into this as well. Is that before the internet, humans were independent. Each human was a separate individual like person. There's a lot of privacy, there's a lot of much more originality. I, a little bit I would say there's a different kind of originality today. But today it's a lot more different because we act more as a hive mind because of Google. Um and that's kind of going back into what I was saying earlier is with YouTube, now, Google kind of
0: yeah, kind of it might be self explanatory, but kind of define what you mean by hive mind for those people that are like, what the heck does that mean?
1: Well, I mean, if you look at a bee, a beehive, right. you have your queen bee who gives all the commands out, right? And everybody listens to it and does things based on those commands. They're all still individual creatures, but they all do their job based on the queen's needs. Um, and that's kind of what Google is. It is a queen who answers all our questions for us and gives us guidance in a weird way. If you're looking for a job google it if you're looking for a question google it Mm. if you're uh like what is the answer but to just google it or um when you're when you're uh traveling somewhere you don't know how to get there you google map it google is like our queen she is guiding us to where what we need but we're still individual in the sense that we we are still the ones going to that location or we're the ones being like oh i want to know that the reason so, we want to know it is to better the google system so do you think going off that hive
0: mind analogy do you think that artificial intelligence and technology has made human beings somewhat incompetent of fending for themselves i always like to think oh, this, yeah. is a, this is a little kind of digressing but sort of still linked to what we're talking about i always mm-hmm. think of like Possible post-apocalyptic scenarios. You yeah. know, everyone likes to think about those if they've read any science fiction mm-hmm. or dystopian novel. Where we've become so dependent on AI and technology, where if we're um, shuttled back to a primal age, or to a point where technology has no longer become the pinnacle of our lives, will people start going crazy and killing themselves? It's just like, well, I, I, no, I still don't... yeah, like I still can't get over I. I firmly believe that if it came down to it and people were put to the test to actually survive and use skills to build shelters and build fire that because they don't have the AI in front of them to mm-hmm. YouTube how to make fire in forest mm-hmm.
1: that everything would shatter. Um yeah, no, actually <laughs> I I so half of me is cr- l- will agree with you. Yes. Yeah. The world would go into uh, a really weird place. Um, actually, most of the world act would be fine. Because a lot of the world doesn't rely on Google or Internet That's or true. whatever. That's true. So they would probably wouldn't even notice. We would
0: almost see... Uh like a reinvention of the caste systems yeah Yeah. you think that the super wealthy people with all the ai and technology would be shifted down to low caste (laughs) and then the people that have been living off the land for their entire lives would become the
1: providers like the farmers they'd be like at the top Mm -hmm. um well the thing about and that's another topic i could go down but um i also have a little bit of faith in people in the sense that we're really good at surviving you throw a person in the Arctic, he'll survive three, four days without clothes or food. And that's still insane to believe that someone can live four days in the freezing cold before they'll they'll give up. Humans don't go down easy. Um, and as a group, as a community, we work together really well. Even at the worst case scenarios, you hear stories of every day of yeah. people succeeding when they don't have equipment to succeed with. That's true.
0: I think I kind of
1: I kind of want to play a little bit of devil's
0: advocate here and okay. kind of go off the point where I think the generations that are being um, introduced into the world,
1: mm-hmm. like
0: further on, I think a lot of them are kind of, don't have that, that roughness and that vigor. Uh-huh. I think there's a lot of weakness kind of being internalized in people to the fact that they are super dependent mm-hmm. and they can't. Um, cooperate or be competent by themselves mm-hmm. where if an incident like that were to happen, they wouldn't know how to cope and they'd mm-hmm. be in a fixed mindset and shut down. So I, I just always like, I'm introducing that to the table. While people are resourceful and quite amazing sometimes, if you're not bred in that environment, I just have a hard time believing that you're going to pull out from inside of you somewhere what it takes to live.
1: Mm-hmm. I so with that is um, I see uh, leaders appear. When when right. something goes down, you that's, yeah, people that's, usually stand up and the help whole guide. Tribe mentality. Yeah. yeah. Um there's a lot of times where you'll have someone who'll guide You better hope uh, you have a
0: leader with you guys.
1: Yeah. Oh screwed. Um, and even, even if that leader doesn't necessarily know how to, uh, do everything, like he might not know how to farm, he might not know how to hunt, but
0: morale is huge in keeping people alive. Yeah.
1: But a good (laughs) idea for a, a leader to know about And this is actually where a lot of like, uh, like businessmen and like who leaders today people kind of like the rich that you were saying would actually start stepping up i think some of them would crack some of them would just go down and be like oh no i don't have everything given to me if they don't have any monetary value as being a good leader like if they actually suck as a leader yeah uh, they would go down instantly uh, without technology but the thing is is a lot of those people in those positions there's a reason they're in those positions because they know how to get people together. doesn't mean if they're actually good at it or anything. There might be someone specific I'm thinking about who uh, has very good words at convincing people about things but may not know how to do anything or is just a terrible person. Is somebody from our school? No. Uh, he kind of runs the country currently. Oh, yeah. Well, gotcha. All right, well, we won't go there. Yeah. But, <laughs> um, but anyways, yeah, it... <laughs> Oddly enough, I think people like that would yeah. actually be yeah. super influential, and they might not even be guiding people in the right direction, but they still guide people, and yeah. they might get something done. That's true. Um, and that's why like humans are really resourceful and really good at like surviving because we work together. I don't think there's many other species of animal who can group together like we do and create something to help us.
0: Yeah, I also think that we're kind of the only species that are severely inherently selfish, so I personally believe that there would be a lot of devastation before we got to the point of let's all coalesce together and work towards a single goal. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I personally think that there would be almost like a purge like in those movies like some something along those lines maybe not as drastic but i think it would be very this is mine
1: i got it i'm not helping you i need to survive Mm -hmm. i yeah i feel like again i'm more optimistic in the sense that uh, we have to have both sides guys yeah this isn't interesting uh i i think i just
0: watch too many movies i guess it's fine (laughs)
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I like watching those, but I also feel like that's just not what would happen. Just seeing yeah. what people do in in a crisis situation, I don't think people will intend to go out. Yes, there are evil people out there yeah. who will try to take advantage of the system yeah. that's no, happening. Well,
0: we have seen time and time again in tragedies like hurricanes mm-hmm. that people... That is the point. It takes tragedy for people to bond together yeah. and form a, a singular goal.
1: Yeah, yeah. and I think ultimately less people will help you if you're evil um if you're genuinely going to go out and kill people and like loot just for looting and selfish reasons you're going to be the first one out yeah because no one else is going to help you and people are going to team up against you it's kind of like the bully mentality if you have three people there one bully ain't going to fight three people but if there's three bullies and one person um, I mean, that's unfortunate, but usually that person, if they know how to get a team together or have leadership skills, uh, they can outdo the bullies. Yeah. It's, hopefully, it's silly to bring, hopefully artificial intelligence won't become the bully. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, and that depends on what it, it it wants uh it depends on what we design it for right now it is to make us happy and that it, or answer our questions and that's what google does specifically right. i keep coming back to that one just because it's the largest artificial intelligence that we use every day um however uh they it, it uh there's an example i don't know the professor who uh start or explain this but it's called the postcard or the, no, the postage stamp AI. And it, the idea is it's all theoretical, but the theoretical idea is that there is a computer scientist who designs an AI to make post-it stamps or collect post-it stamps. And all its only job is to collect post-it stamps. The thing, the the caveat with this is going back to that perfect learning or perfect knowledge. This This AI has understanding of everything in the world already and anything that could happen. It knows everything, Um, which is very hard. That's not possible in our current situation. So don't worry. This won't happen. Right. Um, However, this uh, postage stamp AI, uh, he, he turns it on and it makes him postage stamps and it collects them on eBay. And he's like, oh, cool. Now I get to sell them and it makes him some money. Um, but then that he left the AI on one night and it actually, because it, it wanted to do its job so well, it actually downloaded itself into other people's computers and started buying postage stamps and trading them. My gosh. And then after that, because it was like, oh no, I need to figure out how to make more postage stamps because these computers aren't enough. So even though the, the, the computer scientist turned off his computer, it's still working. And it was able to figure out, like, if I get shut down, I won't be able to make postage stamps. So it went to other computers. And this is kind of the theoretical, like, fear uh, that's right. going on with right. this. And so it keeps going and going until it, like, takes over a factory. And then it, it with all the robots, like a car factory, and it makes uh, the car factory uh, start making postage stamps. And it starts to think about things that could counter it, like... a a human that would pull the plug on the the factory so it builds an ai system and this is where the terminator idea comes to defend the postage stamp factory um and then it keeps making them and then it realizes what the properties of postage stamps are and that's carbon because carbon is paper and maybe a little bit glue um what are humans made of carbon (laughs) <laughs> and then after a while, it just starts making everything into postage stamps—humans, plants, animals, whatever is made of carbon—and um, it soon starts launching itself off the planet because it's taken over this planet, and now it needs to find another carbon-based planet and to make more postage stamps. Wow, that well—that got really intense. <laughs> and I, that's I don't what it, even I don't even know how to
0: respond to that. <laughs> but I think I'm gonna I'm gonna close with the fact that. As human beings, I think indefinitely, AI isn't going to go away. It's going to be around for a long time. We have to learn how to live with it, and we have to be very smart about what we're allowing access to, and we have to be very aware of how it is interacting with our everyday lives, Mm -hmm. and we can't let it get out of hand. And, yeah, and, and there's definite fears of it, but I think as long as we're perceptive of how it's being utilized, and use it as a tool for
1: good, I think mm-hmm. that
0: is the ultimate
1: goal here. Yeah, and my optimistic out, uh, outlook on it is that it is a tool for good. It'll right. help doctors, it'll help artists, it'll help creators, it'll help mathematicians. It helps us every day, and I think uh, the more we use it and learn how to utilize it, it's just like another system in our lives that will be developed and improved on, and I think it overall it should help us become... Uh, doing things that are smarter rather than doing the mundane stuff. So instead of wasting time on fixing meaning- meaningless problems like spell checking, another AI system, I can write an essay and then send that without having to worry like all the little grammar right. issues. Saves me time. Helps us become more efficient. Yeah. And that's all that we can ever
0: ask for mm-hmm. in a continually demanding society where our tasks for our
1: daily jobs seem to just climb higher and higher yeah and i think uh it'll just keep improving itself and i think that'll just help humans more and more sweet awesome well thanks for coming on yeah this has been an awesome
0: podcast i know alex could and i could probably talk about this for another hour (laughs) but um he has a very interesting mind to tap into and thanks for going on this journey with us for episode um, six of Mind Rise. I am going to invite Alex towards the end of this if he wants to put in a plug and add his Instagram handle or if anyone's interested
1: in following him anywhere, I will give him the opportunity to do that now. Cool. I am uh, Alex Zerputowski, so if you search up gamedirection.net, you can find all my information there. Uh, gamedirection underscore art is my Instagram. I try to post uh, weekly. Uh, right now, um, I've been doing... A lot of other social media stuff right now so it's been a little sparse but i try to post as much as i can on their artwork and other various things so follow me and uh i'll uh, say hi
0: awesome you guys know where to find me the creator and curator and host of this podcast um right now at philo.arts on instagram that is where you can find the link to it and everything so thanks again guys we'll see you next week